Dan Riskin, our science expert, is here. Nice to have you. You're back from the Galapagos Islands. Were you uh, playing with lizards and uh, finches? I didn't touch any animals, I swear. I wasn't allowed to. But uh, you can get really close to them there, which is pretty cool because they don't have natural land predators. And so most of the animals either will walk up to you or you can walk up to them. Uh, they say stay two meters away. But I, believe me, I got two meters away from giant tortoises in the wild, from uh, land iguanas, from marine iguanas, from lava lizards. It was it was really cool. It's, it's just a really neat place to go. Well, and this is, if we can phrase it this way, the origin of the origin of species, isn't it? Is, isn't the Galapagos Islands where Darwin figured it all out? That's exactly it. And so for me, like, it was fun as, you know, seeing the animals, but also there was this historical context. And I actually had the experience of being in a place where Darwin stood on Darwin's birthday. It was February 12th. And I was standing at this place called Post Office Bay, which is a barrel on an island. And back in the day, Darwin's day, he would throw his mail in there. And then when a Navy ship came by, they would pick up the barrel and dump it out and take all that stuff back to England. So it might take five years for your letter to get home, but there was a way to do it. And there's still a barrel there today. It's not the same barrel, but there's a barrel and there's a tradition now. Now where everybody who visits uh, throws a postcard in and you go through and you look for postcards from your hometown and if you see something from close to your house you take it with you and you deliver it yourself and so there's a neat tradition there but to go there and stand where Darwin stood on Darwin's birthday uh, I have to say it was a I got chills it was very cool cool okay so radio signals from deep space and we're learning more about them yeah, there's a, a nice little article that was done by some astrobiologists. And basically what they're saying is like, you hear a lot about radio signals, but there are a couple things you need to know. The first thing you really do need to know is that it's not aliens, right? So it, all the time we see, oh, there's a mysterious signal from space. And everybody's like, aliens? No, it's not aliens. Like the, the, the astronomers, their first job is to do astronomy. Their second job is to keep repeating the phrase, sorry, it's not aliens. Because <laughs> everybody wants to get a signal from space, but it, it just never seems to happen. So there's a nice little uh, summary here of like the different things that cause cause uh, radio signals to happen. And these are, of course, the signals that come from deep space that are picked up by these big, uh, big, huge uh, telescopes that, that pick them up. But what the, the coolest thing that came out of that article, and this is something I didn't know, uh, is uh, something they say, the amount of energy collected in the history of radio astronomy is less than the energy needed to melt a snowflake. Just to give you a sense of how faint those signals are that they're, they're parsing through to try to find out what's coming from deep space to try to understand the cosmos. There's barely any signal at all, and they have to really turn up the volume to 11 to really see what's happening. Wow, you're kind of taking the mystery and magic out of things here. Um, <laughs> there might be aliens. They just haven't sent us anything that way. How's that? Okay, so I was just talking about one major conspiracy theory. Actually, a couple. One of them is that uh, Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's father. The other is that the election in 2020 was stolen. There's some new research on why some people may be more prone to believe that kind of nonsense. Yeah, you know what, there's um, there's a few different things, but one of the the basic sort of take-home ideas, and this is something that I've spent a lot of time wondering, especially with COVID and all the conspiracy theories that came to light there, because but it seems like back in the day, like X-Files, conspiracy theories were fun. Okay, fine, you believe in aliens. Not going to really impact society. That's fine if you believe that. But now, like, people refuse to take vaccines because they believe that, you know, Bill Gates is trying to put a microchip in you or it's going to alter your DNA. All these things that are just totally not true that people believe. And so why does that happen? And so the psychology of it is that the human brain isn't wired to really necessarily 
understand things scientifically. We're not really totally built for that. We're more built to understand patterns and to do pattern recognition. And so sometimes if we see that these things always happen before that happens, we start to believe it. And so you get superstitious before a hockey game. You refuse to say a certain word when the score, you know, when, when there hasn't been a goal yet on your goalie, there's a word you will not use. You know, things like this, these superstitions that that are correlations. And part of the reason that we, we see them is because we have something called confirmation bias. So whenever something happens, happens that fits with something we kind of believed already, we really believe it. And this is where the internet becomes so dangerous because if you have a shred of a conspiracy theory that you kind of believe, it's very easy to find websites that support what you're saying and to find big diatribes on Twitter that support what you're saying. And you're looking for that stuff. And the human psychology is to throw away the stuff that doesn't fit with what you already believe and to look for more stuff that fits with it. So we're kind of built for it. The internet's not working to prevent conspiracy theories right now. And I think that's one of the most important directions for the whole uh, framework of the internet and social media and websites and how we interact with the internet is to try to deal with this cognitive issue that we often look for things that we think might be true and then we end up totally believing them and it pushes us off into a, a little bit of a fringe direction. Yeah, maybe I was foolish in the early days of the internet, Dan, because I thought it was going to allow us to have access to the truth, but actually it's just a more convenient means of accessing nonsense that we would like to believe. Listen, not a lot of time, but I have to ask you, you can't resist a bat story. Uh, oh, yeah. Where are people buying dead bats? Yeah, this is a funny thing. You know, there are online, if you go to Etsy, if you go to eBay, you can buy dead bats uh, as decorations. And around Halloween, this really takes off. And bat biologists have sort of come together and said, hang on, everybody, that's not a good idea because these bats are not farmed sustainably. These are just picked out of the wild. And there's one species of bat in particular called a painted bat. It's beautiful. It's got jet black wings with red finger bones and just like an orange fluffy fur. I mean, if you look up painted bat. Um, you'll see a picture of one of these things. They really are. It's quite striking. And if you were going to buy a bat and put it up in your living room, I don't know who would do that. Mm. I won't even do that. But this is the bat you would pick. And so researchers are saying, like, look at these things. They, you know, they live in uh, by, by themselves. Who's catching them? Who's stuffing them? Who's sending them? It's a sort of an underground network and it needs to be have a light shined on it because otherwise these bats are probably going to go extinct. So um, d don't buy a bat. If you like bats, don't <laughs> buy a dead bat because that's not a good way to show your support of them because it means they're getting killed. I bought a lot of things during the pandemic online, but I did not buy a bat. Good for you, John. We appreciate your support. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Good to have it's you It's the back. little things.